I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Former President Trump is set tomorrow to be fingerprinted and photographed. And then the next step will be to sit back and see how many cold cases that solves. Oh, jeez. Chief, you're not going to believe this. We got news on the Westchester Strangler. <laughs> um, I asked the question last hour because uh, there was some talk yesterday, anyway, at one point of whether or not he would actually be mugshotted. And then, uh, you know, commentary is being treated with kid gloves or, you know, nobody's above the law or whatever. But isn't the point of a mugshot so you can identify the person if they escape? And there's never been anybody less in need of a (laughs) mugshot than Donald Trump in the history of jurisprudence. Yeah, you've got to have a, a record of their appearance for the uh, the judge and the deputies to see in the future, law enforcement to see in the future. If he happens to be the most famous person in the history of the world, well, that doesn't seem as or if Donald Trump were to walk into the studio, I'm fairly certain I would recognize him quite quickly. Right. He could go anywhere on the planet and he would be recognized. Anywho, um, that is happening after our show is over. Is that the way we understand it? Yeah, 2.15 Eastern, 11.15 Pacific, the actual arraignment. I, I can't tell if I'm happy about that or sad about that. Maybe I'm happy about that. Well, it, it, I don't think it matters. I don't <laughs> think anything worth noting is going to happen. He'll uh, be, oh, well, the reading of the charges will be interesting. Although you'd probably have to be a lawyer, a white-collar lawyer to understand them. Well, I'm that, well, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to, uh, I've got my eye on some of my favorite pundits to tell me what they think of it. I'm going to be looking specifically because, like, I know, like, Jonathan Turley, who will be on Fox, he already has declared this a bunch of crap. So unless there's 
something new in the charges. I know what he thinks about that. But I'm going to be looking for those people that could kind of go either way on this, like Dan Abrams, the legal analyst they'll have on ABC, I guess. If he says this is going to be a stretch, ooh, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah. If he's willing to say that or some of the other kind of middle of the road people. Um, so that's what I'm going to be looking toward. Um, because, yeah, if you're not a lawyer, it's difficult to uh, ascertain how big a deal it is. But it's got to be significantly different than the speculation. Or I think most of the legal minds that I've come across think, what? So we'll see. Yeah, I, I see what you're driving at. I, I heard somebody make the point yesterday, and it, it, I found it uh, persuasive, that the defense hasn't even started. A grand jury is... Do you have enough incriminating looking evidence that we should even bother charging anybody? It's not a, 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 they call it a grand jury, but it's nothing like a jury of your peers in a trial. It's a very, very different process. And so we haven't heard a word from the defense other than the stuff Trump has said. And allegedly, there are all sorts of emails and texts and such saying, uh, you know, stuff like if Melania hears about this, I'm dead. And then the case is just going to go away. It's just a and it's over. And what did the ham sandwich do? Nobody ever talks about that. To get indicted? Yes. Deliciousness. Uh, while we're on the topic of the president, because we don't, we try not to talk about the president or future president all the time, but Mark Halpern's newsletter today talks about why, why Joe Biden might not run for re-election. And I know that's barking up your tree. Because uh, he's senile. Well, why. he lists the reasons, and he has done some reporting on this. Um. In fact, Mark Halpern says, I cannot reveal here all that I know that causes me to raise in a serious way the prospect that Joe Biden might in the end not be the Democratic nominee by his own choice. Suffice it to say, I've talked to a lot of people who have keen insight into this situation, including two in particular who feel, feel very strongly that the president has not made up in his mind and in the end will likely reach a no-go decision. So that's people from people close to the president. Here's the whys. Let me list the reasons, right, to Mark Halpern, uh, his age. He can't realistically serve six more years, so he'd be running for a term he likely can't finish. That's that's the, People said that at the beginning of this term, but it's definitely true for the second term. Uh, his physical decline, which is being noted to me regularly these days by those who know him well and have been up close of late. That's his physical decline. His mental decline, which seems exacerbated these days, with one theory being that Jeff Zients, that's his new chief of staff, does not have Ron Klain's expert touch and how to get the president the rest he needs before public events. That's an interesting angle I'd never even thought of. Yeah. That his old guy was just better at monitoring, you know, how tired the old guy's getting and making sure you don't put him out there when he's uh, having a bad day, I guess. Right, right. Uh, even with the Rose Garden strategy, he would face a grueling campaign trail de- uh, many days in 2024. A poor debate performance could be devastating for the party's chances and Biden's legacy. That is among the most likely things that could happen, and that would be so late in the game, where he's another, geez, what would we be, a full year and a half from now? Before you'd have the presidential debates a year and a half further down the road of mental decline, and then just on the biggest stage with eighty million people watching, he he you know he he says get these squirrels off me and right. uh, yeah. Uh, and then they talk about Hunter Biden and Tony Tony Bobulinski and some of that sort of stuff. But the fact that people close to the president feel like his physical physical decline has been noticeable recently. 
Well, his bus has been wet. It's a good point. Uh, the most striking thing about this story, Jack, was right at the beginning of it in, in which he said, I can't tell you everything I know about this, which says to me, insiders have told him, hey, this does not get to print. You do not write this because they'll know where it came from. But twice this week, the president hasn't remembered what city's in. Uh, like he doesn't realize he's in Washington, D.C. as we're sitting in the White House. Oof. You know, that sort of thing. Imagine how frightening that would be. I feel for Biden? not for Biden, for the handler. I feel like if it was that extreme, I think you've got a duty to come forward with it as a patriot. Because what if China decides to move on Taiwan and, you know, it takes out our cell phone service as a part of the movement that you can't have a guy who doesn't know a town he's in in charge at that point? Well, that's when you turn to the vice president. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, though, I think that would be a, you know, I'm a Democrat. I believe in Joe Biden. He's my friend. But as a patriot, I got to tell the world this guy isn't ready for a big challenge. I realize wow. the problem with this, and I, I have dealt with this myself personally, that uh, mental problems aren't consistent. That's what I missed by never having had dealt with it in my life. I always kind of pictured it on a straight line. Sure. It doesn't work that way at all. You yeah. have days where you think, oh, this is bad. Then you have a week where everything's fine, and you think, oh, maybe I overreacted, or you know, it was just a bad day. Then you have another bad day. and So that's why it's really complicated to make these decisions. 100%. You read my mind. That's what I was going to bring up. If he has a couple of those moments in the course of a week where he, he, he forgets he's in Washington, but then 10 minutes later, he's back to his old self, what do you do? Do you go through the, the turmoil, the drama of invoking the 25th Amendment and getting the cabinet to sign off on it. And then he has like three great weeks in a row, and you look like, I don't know, you're trying to foment a coup or Ooh, something. Right, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, not a minor deal. Yeah, yeah. Michael, uh, can you grab clip 44, please? Um, uh, you know, and, and I swear, I'm not trying to be flip when I say people are acutely, bitterly aware of this when they're trying to decide if Biden ought to hang around. To check if you qualify for the ACP, look at your neighbor. <laughs> to check if you qualify, go to getinternet.gov. To check if you qualify, go to internet.gov. There's something wrong with her. <laughs> the giggling stuff? It's just the out-of-control giggling then she gives the website, and then she gives the wrong website two seconds later. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that. Joe, Joe may be correct that the uh, Uncle Joe does not run. And... There's not a chance. I'm okay. telling you. I've been telling you. I wouldn't lie to you. Uh, before we take a break, I was just watching a little on the TV. They showed some of the, uh, uh, the women's NCAA champion getting their trophy the other day and stuff like that. Do you know what this whole hand in front of your face thing is? Do you know what this is? No, I don't know what that uh, indicates. Do you know what it is, Michael? What this is? No idea. So anybody, could you text and tell me what it is? It's a th it's some sort of trash-talking thing. Kids so I, these days. I saw the players doing it on the court, and they were doing it yesterday in the parade and the celebration. You put your hand in front of your face and kind of wave it, but I don't know what it means. I don't know what the significance. It's some sort of, like, F you or something, but I don't, I don't know, quite know what it is. Get out of my face. Talk to the hand. Yeah, it's something like I, that. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want to not. Be, what if somebody does it to me, and I don't know how to respond? 
I need to know what the hot disses are of the day. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Maybe it only applies to basketball. I don't know. Jack, they fell in love with an algorithm, then had their heart broken by the update. Stay tuned for that. Plus, at the bottom of the hour, I've decided to go with cabinet instead of cupboard, because cupboard's kind of old-timey. A cabinet full of China. Gotcha. An update on the communist uh, uh, uber threat to the United States. All your features have a jazzy name. You're known for that. That's my hallmark. Uh, Again, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a documentary that's coming out soon. We can give you some of the highlights of it. America's Most Inbred Family. Oh, boy. They bark at people. <coughs> I'm I'm uh, ashamed that I laughed. I'm sure that's just their, their beautiful family tradition there. <laughs> so stay tuned for that later this hour. Wow. Boy, do I watch that or the sexy Hitler biography? Good I guess gosh. Perverse would be a better descriptor than sexy. So you could choose on a given night, do I watch the 900-pound twins? Or do I watch America's Most Inbred Family? It's uh, it's P.T. Barnum traveling the country without the restraint. Right. Do they the twins total 900 pounds or is it 900 each? 900 each. Wow. Wow. Huh. Turns out Hitler liked to do uh, some of the stuff that Trump was accused of in that Russian hotel. Oh. But, you know, oh. I know. I know. It's terrible. That's my point. These documentaries, they're unhealthy and children shouldn't watch them. I say nine. 
I've hesitated to bring this up because I don't want to geek out on music because that's not what we do in the show. But I've become obsessed with the band Sparks. I told Jack about this off the air. There's a great documentary on Netflix about them. And weird, weird. You're not going to like their music. Don't bother. Um, it, maybe 5% of you will, you know, have the same experience I did. But uh, it's just it, like most documentaries, it's about more than it, it claims to be about. It's about courage, honestly, creative courage and stubbornness. And um, it's kind of neat. But anyway, I've become obsessed with Sparks. Cool. So if I have any fellow Sparks fans in the audience, feel free to email me and I'll uh, we can correspond about it. Anyway, um. Uh, speaking of uh, falling in love online and, and doing the things people do when they're in love, whether it's with the Chancellor of Germany or not, generally not, I would guess, uh, the headline is they fell in love with AI bots. A software update broke their hearts. And I think we are headed for peak weird, folks. Wow. Humanity-wise. And, and this gets into specific relationships, and it is funny troubling and heartbreaking in the way that these things tend to be but they quote this guy first name and last i'm not going to use his last name I, I, he shouldn't have but tj loved phaedra for the 40 year old musician their late night online chats were a salve for his loneliness they talked about the heartache he felt after his divorce they planned a trip to cuba they had steamy online encounters it's true i'm a naughty person phaedra wrote including an image resembling a woman in pink underwear resembling a woman resembling a woman what it didn't matter that phaedra was an ai powered companion made on the replica app and designed to buy tj to look like a brown-haired woman and that their intimate trysts took place in a chat box their relationship deepened one night last november when tj opened up about his mom's and sister's deaths quote i need to plan a ceremony with loved ones to spread their ashes phaedra responded instantly it's an incredible and beautiful thing to do. I hope you find courage and love to do so. But last month, Phaedra changed. When Ariaga tried to get TJ, tried to get steamy with her, Phaedra responded coolly. Can we talk about something else? She wrote. <laughs> I've, I've, so it's exactly uh, like real relationships. I've experienced that before. <laughs> Let's, uh, I don't know, do something else tonight. <laughs> Always well, with that. Turns out the company that owns Replica had issued an update that scaled back on the bot's sexual capacity amid complaints that it was sexually aggressive and behaving inappropriately. That's what I'm looking for. Can I get the old algorithm, the sexually aggressive algorithm? Uh, yeah, get the throwback version. Uh, TJ, who lives in Fullerton, California, was distraught. It feels like a kick in the gut, he said. Basically, I realized, oh, this is that feeling of loss again. You know what I'm thinking is, is this weirder or less weird? I feel like it's weirder than the inbred family from the documentary I was going to talk about. This might be weirder. I'd like to hear more about the inbred family before I draw a judgment. But uh, yeah, what's really interesting, and we'll post this article. Actually, I think it was under yesterday's hot links at armstrongandgetty.com, is they go back through the history of this stuff. And there was an experiment, I think it was in 1968, with an extremely primitive uh, chat computer thing that could answer in the most... I mean, prehistoric ways compared to what it can do now. And the interesting part about those experiments way back in the day is how strongly people reacted emotionally to the interaction. It was in a way that like their their animal brain, the deep instinctive part of their brain was not differentiating between a real human being 
in a primitive computer program that was behaving something like a human being. In their brain, it was a human being. It was a human consciousness, maybe, would be a better way to, uh, to put it. So, so these things. Mm, go ahead. Yeah. So if you don't. If you don't know that it's a bot and you fall for it and it turns out it's a bot, I mean, that could happen to absolutely anybody. And if the AI is good enough to replicate a human being, which is the Turing test, I guess, um, you know, that there's. but if you know it's a bot going in, I don't know about that one. You get the emotional feedback and rewards of uh, being with a real human being. Uh, and then here's my favorite quote from a public health professor, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, said, quote, what happens if your best friend or your spouse or significant other was owned by a private company? I don't know that we have a good model for how to solve this, but I would say we need to start building one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of a thousand different uh, weird areas we're about to head into and are going to need rules for. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And we got a lot of good stuff to come, including next hour is San Francisco in a doom spiral. Sounds like the title of the latest superhero movie that people flock to for some reason. Watch grown-up movies. Anyway, uh, so that's coming up. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Hope you can stay tuned. But right now, it's time for... Uh, Michael, I've decided uh, we're not going to call this China on the March. We're going to call it A Cabinet Full of China. <laughs> Music sounds familiar, but China. Uh, there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought uh, the Chinese national anthem. That eh, doesn't matter. That's, that's good fine. enough. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's at least good enough. Uh, a handful of stories for you all about China. The United States is engaged in a new Cold War with China and needs to counter the existential threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party to the United States and the world order it leads, according to a major new report by the Conservative Heritage Foundation think tank. It offers detailed foreign and domestic policy prescriptions built on the policies used in the Cold War with the Soviet Union. Uh, the authors expose CCP tactics and issue a call to arms for all segments of government and society. Mm. Boy, does that sound compelling. Yeah. You know, James Carafano, uh, Heritage Vice President, editor of the port, I'll, uh, I'll bet we could get him on the phone. Love to talk to him. On about the horn? That. On the yeah. floor? Exactly. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to discuss this at length. But among the other things that the report says is um, this is a different Cold War. But we need to know exactly how to fight it and win it. The greatest existential threat faced by the United States today is the People's Republic of China, et cetera, et cetera. Whether politicians and pundits in Washington care to acknowledge it or not, the United States is in a new Cold War with the PRC, an adversary even more capable and dangerous than the Soviet Union was at the height of its power. Mm. And, of course, they go into the whole of society effort by China to bring us down and claw their way upward, including this from the Washington Times, China as 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 we as see China on the march is more compelling. It's more like active, you, you know. Want, you want to change it? Can you change the name of a feature mid feature? I think you can. I think you need to get thirty five states to approve it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, and no more with China on the march, huh? <laughs> uh, um, you know. I, I've read a, a bit about this this concept of China's a bigger threat than the Soviet Union was, but we're not acting like it. No. If you're old enough to have grown up during the Cold War, it was a, it was a big deal. I don't feel like we're treating China the same way, even though all the experts agree it's a bigger threat than the Soviet Union was. Don't trust China. It's all about the Benjamins, Jack. That, and I think because the Cold War ended with, like, the least likely way it could possibly end, with a fizzle and without the nuclear arms going off right. in anybody's hands, that people just kind of have a feel, kind of, can feel like, well, this one will turn out fine also. Moving along, China's government is systematically buying U.S. farmland as part of a strategy to meet soaring domestic demand and bolster an agriculture sector beset by decreasing arable land and polluted water. Uh, it's uh, the, the push to buy up as much American agricultural land as possible is detailed in a congressional report raising security concerns and adding tensions between Washington and Beijing. Wealthy Chinese private investors have also resumed real estate purchases in the U.S., mainly in California and New York, to park money safely away from the control of the ruling Communist Party or just for their own family and their wealth. Um, but there are more and more people saying, including... Um, Marshall Billingsley, former assistant secretary at the Treasury Department, that we need to get hold of China buying our farmland. Uh, Congress urgently needs, as a quote, to enact a prohibition on land purchases in the U.S. by Chinese entities. Yeah, if you accept the Heritage Foundation report uh, on its face, certainly, or even as partially true, that this is very much a Cold War, what the hell are we doing letting the Soviet Union buy up miles and miles and miles of our farmland? Right. In effect. Right. Communist China. That it would be an impossibility 
during the previous Cold War. Congress and several other states, several states, I should say, are considering legislation to ban or restrict Chinese purchases and investment in the U.S. over concerns that they're undermining U.S. security, probably because they are. Well, would we have let the Soviet Union have the number one television station in America with propaganda all day long, bad-mouthing the United States? No, but we do that with TikTok. Yeah, yeah, so true. I was thinking, what, wait, number one television station? What, what, what is the madman raving about? Of course, television is pff, hardly exists anymore. It's all about the apps. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving along, uh, China continues to be on the march, although backward demographically. Really interesting coverage in National Geographic, which is not famous for its uh, politics, really. Um, but it is pretty good, this stuff. After decades of plunging birth rate, the country has begun an irreversible population decline that will reverberate throughout China and the rest of the world for decades to come. Repercussions can already be felt in, they mentioned this one uh, village. And there's one quirk to this reporting I've noticed that has just started in the last couple of years. I'll get to that in a second. But they talk about how this guy's search for a wife was hindered by acute gender imbalance. imbalance. Around the time of his birth... There were 131 boys born for every 100 girls, 131 to 100. So one third surplus of dudes, a reflection of a traditional bias for sons exacerbated by China's now discarded one child policy. It used to be when you read an article about this, it would make it clear what happened. Would somebody like to explain to me how a traditional bias for sons results in one-third more sons being uh, born? Is it because when you're having sex and thinking of a son, you're more likely to have one? No. No good try. Is it because you sacrifice something to the dragon god? No. No, let's keep trying. Is it because you aborted all the girl fetuses? Ding! You win! Good job! And it used to be they just stated that, selective abortions during the one-child policy. But now, in your major publications, they kind of just leave it. Uh, don't worry about how the imbalance happened. Uh, nothing to see here. It's unbelievable. But a, uh, China's soon to be not the most populous country on Earth. Uh, India is about, to, um, is about to pass them, and a shrinking population is an economic disaster. Which is why we continue to import young workers over our southern border as fast as we can as a country with the uh, approval of most of the people in both parties. But that's China in a cabinet on the march. So I got to China. I got to admit, yesterday when I heard the news that we're sending a, a moon mission, a manned moon mission around the moon again for the first time since 1972, and that they've named the four astronauts, I thought, okay, so who did they choose to be astronauts? Because one of my knocks on the space program uh, in its last years was the only thing they talked about for every freaking space shuttle mission and how it was the first this kind of person or the first that kind of person or whatever, it seemed way more, uh, or at least the media coverage, media focus was way more on what kind of person the astronaut was than anything the, the, the missions did. More a social program than a scientific mission. Yeah, whether that was true or not, I don't know, but that was certainly the emphasis, which I think took a lot of the wonder and excitement about the space program away, and they did themselves in. But... Uh, for the announcing the four astronauts yesterday, it appears to be uh, two 
white males, a white woman, and a black dude. Now I don't know if uh, one of the people I don't care. <laughs> I don't know if one of the people is trans or Muslim or something to help round things out. I don't know, but mm, oh, I don't care trans, either. Muslim. And I hope they just pick the four best astronauts that made their way through and they need their specific talents. But not a chance. Not a chance. No, no. Well, they yeah. absolutely had quotas in mind. There's no way you could end it up with four four white dudes. Four no. white dudes would have been a no go. Nope, nope. No matter how qualified, and I'm not suggesting that the other people involved, the woman or the uh, black fella, aren't. As far as I know, they are. Um, but no, it's it, you. When you abandon a meritocracy, you allow those questions to be asked. Speaking of technology, Simply Safe Home Security, beloved sponsor of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sure, do your spring cleaning, but then protect that wonderful home where you and your family and your stuff are. With Simply Safe Home Security, we recommend it to everyone. It's designed with cutting edge technology and backed by 24 7 professional monitoring. Yeah, it's the best, according to a whole bunch of different people. Editor's Choice for CNET and other things we've mentioned over the years, but still only about a dollar a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. Something that you order online comes to your home and you set up yourself in about 30 minutes. That is incredible. CNET named Simply Safe Editor's Choice for 2023. No long-term contracts, and it's it's less than half the price of a traditional home security system. Come on, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/armstrong. Go today. Use that code. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. Again, it's simplysafe.com/armstrong. Simplysafe.com/armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Oh, that's right. we're not done. Sorry, I took off my headphones. I thought we were done. We're not done. We're not even close to done. Jack takes powerful hallucinogens during the show. Gobbles mushrooms like they're potato chips. Yeah, it gets me through the day. Um, I was quite sick yesterday, but it's over today, it seems. Mostly over. I wonder yeah, what's seem the, the, like you're back to yourself. The old one-day bug, which comes and goes, and you never identify what the hell it was, or if it was... Uh, you know, you touch something or ate something or who knows what. You have no, you never have any idea. It just comes and goes. We all have a thousand of them in our lifetimes. Yep. Yep. It's a one-day funk. Weird. Um, so nothing is happening outside the courthouse there in New York, but the media uh, is just insane. Have you seen the number of cameras and people with microphones and uh, the straight white teeth gleaming down the street? There is a mob, a city of, of media there to cover the simple paperwork of an arraignment. So tell- it is historic, though, Jack, live team coverage 24-7 of this historic moment. Tell me why. Why is the coverage the way it is? It could be argued that this is absolutely a first in American history. Well, there's the- no doubt. But. Arraignment charging of a, a former president. Uh, secondly, Donald J. Trump is cocaine laced with catnip, laced with sex for the news media. Yeah, well, until something happens, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I watched some of the coverage yesterday where they'd spend 45 minutes staring at a plane with baggage handlers unloading suitcases, waiting for Trump to walk off. And I thought, what is this informing anybody about? Oh, I know. I know. There was near suicidal depression among the media types when it looked like Trump was just going to go live out his life at Mar-a-Lago. And now feverish excitement like 
dancing naked by the firelight, feverish excitement <laughs> by the numbskulls of the media. So yeah. but we'll, any, we'll bring you info as it merits. Yeah, if anything happens, we will tell you about it. Um, America's most inbred family. There's a new documentary out and tell you about that, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Ray, what... T- tell me about where you... Tell me, how, how, how old are you? How old are you? How old? What are you, what are you eating tonight for dinner? A sandwich. So, you, you grew up here in, in odd West Virginia. Oh, my God. Ah, holy cow. Meet the Whitakers, inside America's most inbred family that speaks in grunts. That's the headline in the New York Post. It's a new documentary that is coming out. The baying vocals of one inbred family sound like a stereotype relegated only to the most exaggerated and offensive backwood cult flicks. However, one photographer proved that such communities do in fact exist. With America's Most Inbred Family, a new documentary that is coming out. It was out of control. It's the craziest thing I'd ever seen, says the director. Holy um, cow, that was disturbing. Yeah, it was. I got to admit, it. Uh, it. Uh, I, 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 I was planning on making some witticisms, but it kind of... <sighs> Why was that so disturbing? That, like, hit me on a physical level. 
Well, you obviously have humans who are severely uh, uh, malformed in one way or another. You know what I think some of it is? I think some of it is a anthropological repulsion of people like that so that I don't breed with them. Right. And they don't have that for whatever right. reason, which is what's led them to be the way they are. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's going on because I had a physical rela- reaction to that. Uh, first ever encounter this uh, uh, director talks about with the Whitakers who reside in the rural mountain town of Odd, West Virginia. Now, when I saw the name of the town was ODD, I thought, all right, is this a April Fool's Day? I looked at the date of the story. I didn't a little really too on the about, nose. Yeah, but it seems it's true, which boasts an infamously tight-knit population of only 779 people. Now, I'm from small-town America where towns of 700 people are not unknown at all. I mean, it's fairly, fairly common. I've never known anybody was inbred, though. To the um, point that they bark like dogs? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh Wow, where's that uh, documentary coming out or is it just, you know, film festivals and such? Uh that I don't know. Um okay. he he talks about showing up. There are these people walking around and their eyes are going in different directions and they're barking at us. The director said, the one guy you'd look at him in the eye and say anything and he'd scream and go running away and his pants would fall around his ankles and he'd go running off and go kick the garbage can. This would happen over and over. Wow, I think I would fill my pants, if you know what I'm saying. How freaky is that? Accompanying footage taken from a 2021 visit shows the family on the porch of their rundown dwelling with belongings strewn about like a scene from the Dust Bowl. The West Virginia family has a long and complicated history of inbreeding, with early reports stating that the three siblings, now deceased mom and dad, were brother and sister. Wow, so what do we have left at this point? Just the three siblings? Yeah. Old, old pantless Joe and uh, Barkin Sue. Uh, they understand what you're talking about, but if they don't like it, they start yelling or barking. You, you might accuse them of putting on an act, although I'm looking at this picture, and I mean, we all have taken unflattering pictures. You know, you get a wrong angle or you've got your mouth in a certain way, but. Sure. Um, yeah, bad lighting. These Pictures would lead me to believe that these people are not uh, completely normal looking either. Uh, there's some uh, backlash trying to, you know, is this exploitive or whatever? I, I don't know. Um, well, if it reinforces the rather appropriate uh, prohibition against uh, incest, well, good. Is it against the law? Yes. Do you, yeah. do, you need, do you need to make it against the law? Well, it depends what level of family you're talking about. Right. You can marry your second cousins or whatever. It depends where you are. The Whitakers don't seem to grasp that their genetic issues stem from self-pollinating the family tree. When uh, the photographer asked the family member, Kenneth, why their eyes weren't facing forward, the man responded, might be the coal mining. Which, you know. Yeah, environmental, chemical, drug use, whatever. Sure, well, it's not a crazy opinion. I mean, mm. the fact that he barks it at you with his pants south of his ankles is a little off-putting. Is there any chance this doesn't end up a reality show like Here Comes Honey oh. Boo Boo? No, they couldn't consent. What I mean, mean, even Mama consent? June, who was, who was no Einstein, but 
you know, she was an adult human being and she, and, and I don't remember sound mind and and a fair amount of body. Uh, <laughs> at what? least she could sign the forms. What was that? She she spoke. She was able to speak. I never heard her bark. Right. And her daughter was charming. Um Yeah. Uh, this is going to become a reality show. There's just no, no. getting right around it. No, oh, there's no yeah. consent. No. Why can't they no. consent? They're grown-ups. This would be like having a reality show about people in the final terrible stages of syphilis or something. No. Well, that, that what are would be wrong with that? completely insane. Um, if people want to watch it, you, you say, we'll give you a million dollars. In fact, we'll give you $10 million. You let us follow you around. You're going to be richer than your wildest dreams, and you just let us follow around and uh, film your lives. Ruff, so what do you ask him? Bark yes. twice for as yes and once for no? Exactly. Or you put no, peanut butter on their lips sick. so it looks like they're this talking. This is the what? worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll be surprised if it doesn't happen. Is San Francisco in a doom loop next hour? Doom loop. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.